Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Hello, and welcome to the show. A great show. A terrific show. A tremendous show. Frankly, the best. Ask anyone. I heard someone at the Hillary rally shout that right before Pepe! <laughs> anyway, this is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt. You know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca. Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And we are joined today by some black guy. Um, it seems to be like base black dude month on Beauty and the Beta. We just realized this today. We had, who who do we have this month? We had Quay and we had Biggest, Biggest Mikey, Mikey and now some black guy. So he's a funny guy on YouTube, a critic of Black Lives Matter, social commentator. And would you call yourself a libertarian? Yeah, I think that would be uh, proper to say. Like, if you had to call me anything. Well, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. And yeah, uh, we got a jam-packed hour. I think lots of uh, intriguing topics tonight. So Hillary's big alt-right speech, we're going to break that down. And if that doesn't take a whole hour to get through, which it might, because there's yeah. a, lot of, uh, a lot of juice in there. That's a juicy topic. That's true. Um, but I also want to talk Colin Kaepernick, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback, for those of you who are not football literate, uh, who sat out the national anthem to protest... Uh, out of refusal, I should say, to show pride for a flag that he believes oppresses people of color. Uh, and then I got some other stuff, too, we might get to if we have time. Uh, that hilarious, humongous video, we had a request to discuss that last week and we missed it. But if we have time, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and and the curious case, I don't know if you guys saw this, but th this week was, um, dur during this week was uh, Black Women's Equal Pay Day. And Hillary Clinton's social media manager tweeted out that she personally makes 60% of what her white male peers doing the same work make. So that's just kind of an interesting thing to think about. Uh, not only not true, but her boss is Hillary Clinton. So go talk to Hillary Clinton about your, your pay uh, grievances. Anyhow, it'll be all this and more in your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing the show. That is Beauty and the Beta at gmail.com. My last item to shout, if you can't get enough of this amateur hour here and you want more, uh, we are posting additional shows and bonus content in audio format on our audio platforms. So that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. You can find these main shows there, but also bonus audio uh, material, including an extra show Blonde and I did this last week uh, on media bias and CNN botching the Milwaukee riot reporting. Uh, this week, and we were with uh, news writer and listener of the show, Gina Annunziato. I love that last name. Annunziato. Gina Annunziato. We had a great time with Gina. And you can listen to our hour with her over on the audio platforms. They're linked in the description. Hope to have her back sometime. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, on with the show. <laughs> you guys want to jump right into it? You want to start talking about Hillary's tinfoil hattery and uh, her, her rejection of all the memes of the internet and everyone's racist but her? And Oh, yes. Ugh. This was a poor political move. Bad political move. Well, I, I think there are matters of fact and matters of strategy to sort out here. I think a lot of this is factually loose, but a lot of it is curious strategy. I'm not sure who she thinks she's appealing to with the strategy, but let's 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 let her provide her own <laughs> words and see what she says. You have the floor, Miss Clinton. Everywhere I go. People tell me how concerned they are by the divisive rhetoric coming from my opponent in this election. And I, I understand that concern because it's like nothing we've heard before oh. from a nominee for president of the United States from one of our two major parties. From the start, Donald Trump has built his campaign on prejudice and paranoia. Dun, dun, dun. He is taking hate groups mainstream. 
and helping a radical fringe take over the Republican Party. Under okay, so this is how she frames it. And this is even the framing of it is a little confusing to me. He's helping a radical fringe take over the Republican Party. So you're kind of saying this this is a, a very small, insignificant portion, but it's growing very rapidly. Right, why? right. She contradicts herself. How could it be both and why? If it's crazy <laughs> and radical and fringe, how is it growing to the extent you're willing to do a full speech on it to call it right. out? Right. Why even address it then? Everyone's racist. Everyone's extremist. The The framing of this I already find suspect, but... Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's just, you know, buzzwords. Hmm. It's, you know, you got to say radical. You want to say fringe. Like, these words, like, kind of give the eyebrows raised. And um, it doesn't matter... You know, whatever you're talking about, it, it doesn't really matter if you make 100% sense. As long as you make it sound spicy, you know, people are going to be like, ooh, what's going on? Yes, I agree. And uh, it just sounds like that's what she's trying to do. Well, you'll yeah. notice, a, a, I think, a lack of specifics generally. Not that, I'm look, I'm not going to say Donald Trump is the king of specifics. <laughs> that's not very honest. But she makes some pretty wild accusations throughout here that, just aren't supported yeah. with a lot of specific information. But let's let's. But keep wait, going. by the way, she was oh. like two and a half or three hours late for this speech. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Is there any yeah. reason? Because she gave no reason, <laughs> no excuse. But that is a really stupid thing to do when everybody thinks that you're really sickly. Well, she mentions it in the speech. We'll get to it. The, the conspiracy theory that I'm in poor health. Dream on, Donald. Dream really on, wish, Donald. I wish she would have had Steven Tyler there to just scream it. That would have been nice. That would yeah. have been perfect. That'd been sweet. I can't do a good Steven Tyler. But, you know, if I could. Six out of ten, Skag. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, had, I've had better impressions, <laughs> for sure. Okay. That's not true. My impressions suck. Anyway. Guys of outreach to African Americans. Trump has stood up in front of largely white audiences and described black communities in such insulting and ignorant terms. Poverty, rejection, horrible education, no housing, no homes, no ownership, crime at levels nobody has seen. Right now, he said, you can walk down the street and get shot. Okay, this is a classic example of our facts prejudiced. I mean, she's, she's making the case that yeah. describing these things as they exist, by the way, is that prejudiced? Is that bigoted? Is that racist? I, that's a curious case to make to me, given it is a matter of fact. But perhaps, perhaps there's a counter argument there. Opinion uh, from the black dude? Yeah. <laughs> you have to uh, be the one to defend her. It is absolutely prejudiced. I agree with her 100%. Okay, go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no. Well, let's try I, to give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, do you think there's anything unfair about... No, nah, not necessarily, especially, I mean, maybe not in every single black community, but in the large ones and like, say, even where I lived uh, briefly for a couple of years in South Central Los Angeles, where, yeah, it's absolutely right, where I've actually, I've been shot at before, you know, but not like, Jeez. say, someone was trying to kill me. I think it was just like, you know, some dudes were just joking around, like, they're just, let's shoot at this dude, haha, it's funny, you know, because that's just how things are. Bars all over the windows, you know, it just, yeah, Poverty, it's just, it's bad neighborhoods, bad areas. Nobody wants to work. Everybody's on welfare. I mean, everything that Trump's saying, I mean, it's not wrong. And it's, I, I, I really hate that it's such a, it's so bad to talk about like, oh, you, you know, like, why? Yeah. I mean, this reminds, this just is another example to me of Hillary's disconnect with the problem and her unwillingness to be honest in diagnosing the problem, right? I mean, radical Islam is not a problem. We can't look at that because not all Muslims, black black neighborhoods aren't in poverty because that's racist to even suggest it. How are we going to fix the problem if she's not going to be honest about the conditions that a lot of these neighborhoods are in? If it's racist to say that or unacceptable to say that. And this is the same angle that she took talking about Donald's uh, speech being so dark and everything like that. This is the same shit. Like, it doesn't matter if it's dark, if it's true, who cares? Yeah, oh, poverty is dark. dark yeah, dar Crime is dark. Yeah. yeah, it all is. <clears throat> anyway, then she goes on, and this is part of her, look at all these examples of success. Yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll let her speak. But yes, we want to see these success stories. The problem is they're not the norm. They're the right. exception. But yeah, let's, let's hear her out. Those are his words. But when I hear them, I think to myself, how sad. Donald Trump oh. misses so much. He doesn't see the success of black leaders in every field, the vibrancy of black owned businesses, the strength of the black church. 
he doesn't see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. already like already it's just you know like you like you you kind of already said that where yeah she's just going to take little pockets of examples and and be like yeah see everything's fine you know like donald trump like what are you what are you even saying what are you insinuating i'm like no i mean it's kind of like say me where i I like to use myself as an example of like oh yeah i I, let me let me tell you like how we're not oppressed where like i can kind of like live in the united states comfortably where like you know it's but it's not, you know, not everybody's in the same situation as me or not everybody thinks the, uh, the same way as me. And what we're trying to do is address this, you know, these issues and be like, hey, uh, hey, 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 black people, um, you don't have to think this way. You don't have to live this way. And, you know, why is it such a big deal to fuck? Why? Why do we why can't we talk about that? I don't understand that. And she. And, and as though it's mutually exclusive, as though to admit that there are problems of poverty and crime and things plaguing these communities is the same as saying there are no success stories to come out of them. Nobody ever said that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just a it's a stupid straw man. It's a distraction. Absolutely. I mean, it's like it's like the biggest straw man of just like uh, Trump, for example, talking about illegal immigration. And all of a sudden right. he's a racist. I mean, it's like yeah. I didn't hear him say that, but OK, whatever. I think in the speech, she says that he says that just Mexicans are rapists. Like she like deliberately he, he did not. I mean, come on. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but he specifically said that there's like a disproportionate number of illegal immigrants that are criminals. Yeah, but illegal immigrants, Mexicans, legal immigrants, they're all the same thing. But the she's nuances. conflating these things <laughs> right, deliberately. Like, right? this seems yeah. so transparent and emotionally manipulative to me. Like, I was so furious after watching this. Well, we're only a minute 30 in, and I cut up eight <laughs> minutes worth. So we got to keep going because there's, I mean, it gets, this stuff is kind of what you'd expect. When she starts going on her internet rant about, yeah. he retweets things that came from a guy right, who once right. said something. Like, <laughs> Okay, we're not gonna. We'll wait till we get into it. Let's let's keep going. Roasted, get distracted. Yeah. Any solutions to take on the reality of systemic racism and create more equity and opportunity in communities of color and for every American? It really does take a lot of nerve to ask people he's I love ignored this line. and mistreated for decades. What do you have to lose? Because the oh, wait, no, this is isn't the part. Everything. Okay, so... Ask yourself... And I think you, I saw you had just uploaded about this, right, Derek? This, this line of, like, what do you have to lose or kind of Trump's recent appeal to the black community based on things aren't great, what do you have to lose? And, yeah. now, she, and now she's commenting on... I don't know. It, do you think that is... Uh, do, do you have a critique or a defense of that appeal i guess i would say is that a fair appeal to say what do you have uh, to lose um, nothing my, or everything in my opinion i mean it is um i, I wouldn't say 100 percent that it's like you have nothing to lose i mean you absolutely can like that it's almost like uh, assuming that there's absolutely no way trump can make things worse and uh you know anybody can make anything worse i mean it, or like say I, I wouldn't i don't give anyone the benefit of the doubt necessarily but at the same time with the, you know, uh, almost like 50 something years or whatever, uh, you know, the black community has just been blindly and, uh, you know, mindlessly voting for uh, Democrats. It's like, yeah, well, look at your living situations. Overall, we're not doing very well, you know, as a, as a, as a race in, in the United States. So why not? Why not uh, go to, um, you know, another party? Why not say try Trump and see what happens? If he does not deliver, then, hey, go back to, you know, your Democrats or something. But I will say. I would like to see a more affirmative argument from Trump. I, I, I would like to see him again. I'm always wanting him to refine and become like some sort of articulate uh, intellectual person that he's just not. So it's the jokes on me for thinking he's ever going to do that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really like the argument of like, well, I mean, your alternative is crap. So, I mean, uh, I can't be worse. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I would no. like to see him say something more affirmative. Like if, if I'm the guy you're going to see X, Y, and Z, that's going to improve your communities measurably. And he kind of does do that, but I just wish, I sort of wish strategically he would scrap that language, but I don't, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's racist or something, but. And I think the problem with that is, and uh, I was actually, I, I replied to one of my comments about that. Cause, uh, uh, this guy, uh, Anthony Fantano, uh, needle drop a uh, shout out. He was actually saying that basically what you just said, 
And I was replying saying, like, I agree, like, say, I wish he would be more articulate and everything. But um, I think he's really appealing to people that they don't like, you know, it's it, he has to talk. He has to speak this way to people that, you know, this is how they listen. Like, this is how they hook you. And I mean, and, and in a sense, I mean, it kind of hooked me, too, to the point where I at least wanted to talk about it. And yeah. um, right. but I don't agree with it. And, and like I said, like gun to my head. Maybe I would like say gun to my head. Maybe I would vote for uh, Trump. I probably would vote for him because I am curious to see because uh, he is a little bit different than what I've seen over the past. Like, you know, in, in my uh, time, any time that I've been able to vote, like, you know, I was just like, oh, this is very interesting. So it's kind of like um, it's the way I feel about it is like it's going to a casino and someone's there like, hey, would you like a free dollar or a spin on the slot machine? <laughs> I mean, Hillary's maybe a penny. Whatever, whatever amount she's worth to you. Maybe a debt. I don't know. But <laughs> I'll take debt, the spin, yeah. man. I'll take the spin. Like, you never know yeah. what could happen. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Or, you know, you go to a car dealership and they're like, okay, we'll sell you two cars. One's a lemon and one's mystery box. <laughs> Maybe a lemon. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it might be a lemon. It might. But it's only might, not certainty. So why is Trump like 500% up in the black community this last week? Um, I, I don't know if it That's actually... a question for you. You have to answer. I No, I know. It's just the way it's arranged, the way the box is arranged. It, to me, it looks like you're looking at him more than me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you have but, accountability for your whole community. Don't yeah. you know? You have to speak on behalf of your entire community. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of pressure, but, uh, <laughs> no, like I, I honestly, um, I don't, I don't, um, I really started looking into this really. Cause I mean, to, to be honest, um, I used to actually have like six years ago, I used to have um, um, uh, a YouTube channel that was dedicated to politics and it was like independent stuff and more like libertarian. And um, I got really burnt out on politics and I was just like, you know, I just want to comment on little things here and there. So a lot of times I kind of just like, I don't even want to hear what anybody's saying. So I'm kind of like starting to catch up a little bit and say, I just saw a few clips here and there of, uh, and I think possibly maybe, maybe some people are actually listening Maybe like we'll say with a lot of uh, these facts and like a lot of things uh, being passed around that uh, the black community, a lot of people never knew about like saying like, oh, why are you even voting Democrat? Like, say you want to talk about systemic racism and then, you know, the Democrats have been responsible for that for a very long time. And I right. think some people are actually starting to like, you know, they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, maybe I want to distance myself from this and let me actually give Trump right. a chance or something. I don't know. Hmm. And no one seems to know that the KKK is the, you know, the party, the Democrats created the KKK. Yeah, like stuff like that. They don't know, like they, they claim to be so against racism and then they don't know about this stuff and they want to talk about past and roots and this and slavery and stuff. And then they keep forgetting about all this important stuff about, yeah, where did the racism come from? Where did the Jim Crow laws come from? Where did all this stuff come from? Who, uh, you know, like if people want to talk about uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, people want to talk about Wood Woodrow Wilson, you know, they want to talk about uh, like some people that are majorly responsible for horrible things that happen in this country. And then you're like, oh, and where did they lean? You know, like, oh, guess what? You, you're in that party, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. so. Hmm. Wise words. So let's contrast them with Hillary's stupid words. Let's go. That's a good segue. <laughs> all, right. all Americans. How can he serve all Americans? When okay, that was the line I wanted to get to. And let me play that one more time in case I, we spoke over it. I forgot about this. Everything. Ask yourself, if he doesn't respect all Americans, how can he serve all Americans? If he doesn't respect all Americans, how can he serve all Americans? I just want to set that as the premise for her going forth and implying, you might even be able to make a case for stronger than implication, that a huge, a huge, as Donald would say, segment of society is racist, bigoted, extremist, fringe, even that they're large and fringe somehow. Um, what I, the point is, she is is going to pick on Donald Trump for not caring about X, Y, and Z segments of society when it's abundantly clear she doesn't care and she'll tell you she doesn't care and wants to dismiss large segments of society. This well, is who a, has respect for everybody in society anyway? There are people that are, you know, patent that you should not have respect for. That's a stupid thing to say to, from the get-go. Well, you're talking like criminals or are you talking like... Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't... It's not... Ideological under any obligation. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's under any obligation to like, you know, agree or respect every single person in society. What, what, 
Isn't that the premise she's operating under? I, I think so. I mean, I, I guess that's what I would take of of her words there. But I just I think it's a statement that she wants to frame her argument with that I just think is impossible. She's framing her argument with, look at all these crazy fringe people and they don't accept everyone. Well, you right. don't accept them. They're crazy yeah. and fringe. That's true. But yeah. anyway. Well, yeah, she she's just saying things like like I kind of said earlier, like say the, these well, like there was not not really a buzzword there, but at least things that just sound good on the surface, you know, until you actually examine yeah. them. And then she's kind of counting on people not breaking, you know, breaking down her speech like as we're doing, or just right. kind of take it at face value. And they're like, oh yeah, I, I agree with that, you know. And then that's it. Let's let her continue. There's so much, so much. I tried to cut this down so short, and I just couldn't. When he was getting his start in business. He was sued by the Justice Department for refusing to rent apartments to black and Latino tenants. Their applications would be marked with a C, C for colored, and then rejected. Three years later, the Justice Department took Trump back to court because he hadn't changed. And the pattern continued through the decades. Okay, I looked into this and I looked up what she was talking about because I wasn't familiar with this. And and there it is true. I mean, it is true that the Justice Department went after Trump and his dad for what they did was they sent in uh, like plants, like fake people looking for apartments in New York City, some of whom were black and some of whom were white. And the allegations were when the black people went in, oh, sorry, no vacancy. And when the white people went in, well, right this way, sir, uh, you know, we'll give you the the suite, the the whatever, the luxury apartment, whatever. It is true that the Justice Department looked into this. What is also true is it was settled out of court and there was never an admission of any guilt from the Trumps whatsoever. I'm not saying that doesn't mean that there was nothing that ever happened. I just find it wildly hypocritical for someone to come out and say, hey, all these investigations into me, there's lots of smoke, but no fire. And then you look at someone like Trump and you go, where there's smoke, there's fire. You have to take it one way or the other either the legal system uh has the final say or it doesn't that you have to be consistent in that and i'm willing to grant that there's maybe kind of bad things going on in both parties here maybe there is but you have to take one side of that you can't do both and be self-serving that way and i also want to know though um the reason like why like that's the question i want to ask for that reason like say uh if black and latinos uh were getting denied I mean, why? And, you know, I can think most people can kind of come up with that answer if, you know, if that was happening. I mean, it's almost the same thing with things that I've learned about even in the, uh, in the job industry where, say, even for me, which is it's unfortunate, but it's a reality where don't, like I don't check my race when I when I put when I apply for a job or an application for reasons. There's insurance reasons. There's things that companies they keep. They have all these files telling you about, oh, uh, mo- it's you, you're going to be more uh, likely like to have a better employee if you hire this race or something like this or this or this. And then say, like in a lot of black communities, they don't stick around very long. There's problems. They, they, they record this data and then they use it to, you know, they actually want to try to hire and like say, it wouldn't be like this if like say the black community was thriving, like it wouldn't be an issue, but it's like say why stereotypes exist. You know, they're not, they're, they're made out of like, say reality. There's a lot of things like, why do a lot of people think I'm going to steal or something if I come in their neighborhood because of so many problems in you know, these inner city areas and stuff like that. Like, that's why, uh, I think like these things happen. It's unfortunate. Yes. But you can't give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like sometimes like police, you profile people too, because of stuff that's been happening, you know? Like, so I'm not trying to like justify it, but I'm saying why that happens, you know, at least that's what I think. When I look at Hillary, I profile her as someone who has never been on the internet before, and she's going to prove that to us in a few moments. <laughs> on it with the segue. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling it. Political prominence leading the charge for the so-called birthers. He promoted the racist lie that President Obama is not really an American citizen, part of a sustained effort to delegitimize America's first black president. And in 2015, Trump launched his own campaign for president with another racist lie. He described Mexican immigrants as rapists and criminals. All right. Lying bitch. Lying bitch. (laughs) I leave these in context because they are at least specific examples that frame why she makes an accusation of of racism. But the floor is yours, Blonde, in terms of saying why she's wrong. 
Let's let let's let some black guy take this one. Maybe he doesn't I mean, think it, she's wrong. I think she's <laughs> one billion million trillion percent. No, um, so it, it's yeah. I mean, it's uh, I've I've almost everybody in the the so called like skeptic community has has just been. It's like beating a dead horse at this point, where it's like he did not say anything about Mexican immigrants specifically. Like he was talking about illegal right. immigrants, you know, immigrating from Mexico illegally that is the thing that needs to be like that is never focused on it's never focused on it's like hey um we need to deal with this and all of a sudden everybody took that or to me it's technically racist to assume that since he's talking about illegal immigrants like that you're just kind of painting them all like oh so are you assuming that all mexicans are like this because he didn't say that you know i'm like what 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 is this but um if you want to extrapolate on that because i am just like kind of rambling you know (laughs) I, I don't, uh, I mean, I'm with you there. I, I, perhaps someone can provide me with a quote that substantiates that claim, but yeah, there's, there seems to be widespread confusion that persists forever on confusing illegal immigrants with legal ones with Mexicans as a race generally. This has to piss off legal immigrants because it's a big pain in the ass to become, you know, to become a citizen. So I'm sure they're not happy about this either, but I, I don't hear a peep out of that community. You know, uh, I just want to say that my um, one of my really good friends, he's actually like, I mean, he, he's he's voting for Trump because and he's uh, he's Mexican. He came from uh, Obregón and um, he talks about like how it bothers him, like illegal immigration does bother him because his family did everything the right way, you know, and from a, from applying, finally applying for the green card, taking like over a decade to finally get it and uh, now having a successful, thriving daycare business. And he's just like, see, here's an example of how you're supposed to do it. And I, he, he can't stand how people are like sticking up for, you know, illegal immigrants and stuff. They're like, hey, what's going on? Um, I don't want them here. You know, like I, I don't want them here because it's, it's unfair. And I get it. Like, I totally understand. Right, right. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Isn't there an element of racism in conflating the idea of Hispanics and immigrants being the same thing anyway? You know, I mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's yeah. just silly. I mean, I don't know how the numbers break down, but and maybe it's majority. I don't know. Maybe most current day immigrants are are from Mexico or Hispanic or whatever. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep going. We'll keep the pace going here. And he accused the Mexican government of actively sending them across the border. None of that is true. This is someone who retweets white supremacists Here we go. Here we online, go. like the user who goes by the name White Genocide TM. <laughs> Wouldn't, why is White Genocide bad? You'd think she'd be on board with that. I know, right? Anyway. Trump took this fringe bigot with a few dozen followers and spread his message to 11 million people. His campaign famously posted an anti-Semitic image, a Star of David, imposed over a sea of dollar bills that first appeared on white supremacist websites. Okay, there's so much oh. tinfoil hattery in that claim, and if people aren't ah. familiar, actually, let me put that up. The Star it's of David. It's just a six-pointed star. Right, it's like a sheriff badge star, six-pointed star that says most corrupt candidate ever with money behind it. Okay, so why, why, why? Why would he, Hillary Clinton is not a Jew, why would he make it anti-Semitic? Uh, why? And, and then this point, like it originated from a white supremacist who made it. Like, I'm sorry if I see something on Twitter that's funny, I go like, "Yeah, that's funny or cool." I'm gonna retweet yeah, it. I'm it's, retweet it's, it yeah. Let's see the backlog, the genealogy, the or what is the genesis of this yeah. tweet? I mean, no, that's how the internet works. I mean, it's I mean, I don't think that I've ever looked into somebody's like user profile or what they've tweeted before before I retweet something. It's, that's like it's, the lowest level of Twitter retweeting. How many? Like, how many? Like. Retweet. I'll look through Hillary Clinton's Twitter history or her staffs or her uh, like packs or whoever, whoever's associated with her. I guarantee there's Black Lives Matter stuff retweeted. I guarantee there's yeah. all kinds of extremist stuff retweeted by people who have done terrible things. Now, do I hold Hillary's campaign accountable for it? I go, no, let's evaluate her on the ideas. I don't care about the origin of memes on the Internet. My God, what is the world come to? It's kind of reassuring, though. I feel like she's grasping at straws. Like, this seemed like it was really flailing. Like, the fact that she even addressed the alt-right kind of stunned me because I kind of feel like 
I wouldn't even say I'm all right or even really Milo. He doesn't, you know, identify as all right. But I feel like it's this small kind of insular movement. And so the fact that she addressed it, I was like, holy shit, maybe we really have some, you know, momentum. They don't get it. I mean, I certainly don't consider myself all right. But because of stuff like this, I'm way more sympathetic. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. Heard you guys got some dank memes. I'm here to see them. You know, like they have so much more power now, now that you've yeah. given, now that they're kind of uh, mischievous and they're kind of like, you're not supposed to have, yeah, I mean, if she's yeah. like mom saying like, you're not going to have those sweet There's memes. There's a taboo like, element, right? Somebody, one of my friends has some sweet memes. I'm going to go find him with his trench coat. You know, you, you get, little kids are going to get meme dealers yeah. as a result. And Hillary's this, uncool and nobody trusts her. And so you would think that a lot of people are going to be like, what is this alt-right now? Like from this speech. Yeah. That's exactly I, I, what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Like just going on Google and stuff where what I was is it actually called the look... Streisand effect or something. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's I mean, th there you go, because that's exactly what I was thinking, too. When I did hear about that and I was just like, does she realize does her camp, you know, whoever wrote this stuff, like, do they realize what they've done? Because, yeah, all they're going to do is people are just going to search this stuff like all right. And then when you're talking about all this weird stuff and you're talking about the, the headlines, I mean, I guess we'll get to that later, you know, but I, yeah. it's just like, yeah. people are going to look this stuff up, you know, they're going to find, they're going to search, they're going to find the Pepe's. And once yeah. you've seen the Pepe's, you <laughs> will not vote Hillary. It's impossible. Once you, once you have Googled dank Trump Pepe's and gone through like <laughs> 10 pages of images, like I have, you will never, ever vote Hillary. I guarantee you that. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep going here. Put Hillary back up. When asked in a nationally televised interview whether he would disavow the support of David Duke, a former grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, Trump wouldn't do it. Just recently. Do we want to talk Trump disavowing? Like, I, I mean, this is like. Uh, she doesn't. She, we beat she doesn't, this to death, though. This is what Amy Goodman asked me. I'm like, why does, ever, why does anyone give a shit? Why? Why does anyone she, care about that? After this? the rioters in San Jose targeted Trump supporters for violence, she didn't disavow them. She blamed Trump for it. She doesn't disavow Black Lives Matter riots, I guess. I mean, if you want to separate the riots from the movement. Plenty of terrible people support both candidates. We're not going to get in this disavow fest. It's nonsense. Yeah. You can't control who endorses you or who supports you. All you can control is the things you say. It's as simple as that. It's and the same idea David that David Duke like in the KKK when he was like 20 for like a year or something. And now he's old as balls. I, I don't I honestly don't know what his involvement is, like what his career is, how long it's been. I don't care. He's a, a candidate in Louisiana who I wouldn't vote for and will never get the chance to vote for and has nothing to do with Donald Trump as far as I'm concerned. I don't care if Adolf Hitler comes back from the grave. I don't care if Abu Baghdad al-Baktari or whoever ISIS guy says Trump's really cool. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Anyone can endorse anyone. It's the same idea for Milo thinking he has to disavow the people who sent Leslie Jones gorilla pictures. No, he doesn't. You can no. go take it up with Twitter egg 112 if you think that the tweet was offensive, not Milo Yiannopoulos. Anyway. Wait, for the record, those uh, gorilla memes, th they were really funny. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> They're saying like, oh, this is racist and this. I'm like, ah, perhaps. But I mean, it's funny. It's like, I don't know, like, well, even some people that I considered like, Oh, good friends of mine. They're like, oh, that's really distasteful. And I'm like, what happened? What happened to your savagery? You know, like what happened? Like th that's it's it's the Internet. It's the Wild Wild West. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be funny. That's it. Trolls yeah. being trolls. Hillary's never been on the Internet. I'm telling you. Oh, clearly. That President Obama founded ISIS. <laughs> we've, we've gone through this. And he has repeated that over and over again. His latest paranoid fever dream is about my health. Which is why I'm three hours late. <laughs> and all I can say is Donald, dream on. Ugh. Trump likes to say he only hires the best people. But he's had to fire so many campaign managers, it's like an episode from The Apprentice. And the latest shakeup was designed to, quote, let Trump be Trump. So to do that, he hired Stephen Bannon the head of a right-wing website called Breitbart.com. Get ready for the Milo headlines. CEO. Now, to give you a flavor of his work, here are a few headlines they've published. And I'm not making this up. Birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. <laughs> Would your 
Would you rather your child had feminism or cancer? Oh. Gabby Giffords, the gun control movement's human shield. <laughs> Hoisted high and proud, the Confederate flag proclaims a glorious heritage. All right. Well, last week we gave Milo a round of applause for personally offending Hillary. I just, you know, I want to, in case you didn't listen last week, round of applause, personally offending Hillary. That is a feather in your cap. I hope to rise to such heights one day. He Um, is a weekly listener of this podcast. Right, right. Don't forget. Hello, Milo. I know you're listening. Oh, no. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Don't be one of the people who thinks that. Uh, actually, oh, oh, I, I don't it, know. Are you talking about fake Milo? Are you talking about the no, Milo no? Well, no. We we did get to meet Milo in Cleveland, and yeah. it was the day before he got banned on Twitter. And I tweeted out with a picture of all of us that Milo had said their podcast is easily the best I've ever heard. He retweeted it, and a bunch of people picked it up as though it was serious. So we like to kind of <laughs> pretend it's serious, but it's not. Yeah, there. I got maybe one day. Bart too. Anyway, I mean, do we want to talk about the like we talked about it last week of like. The, you take Milo as the provocateur that he is. You to take those headlines as one hundred percent sincere and not sensationalized is insane. And also to dismiss the idea that anyone would critique fe- how dare he critique the holy word of feminism. I know. Yeah, I know. sorry. It Maybe didn't help her cause should. that she read like the funniest ones too. Yeah, they were awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, especially. I think even people that, you know, consider themselves like a lot of people that consider themselves feminists, like when they when they heard, like, say, you know, like comparing like, like, what would you rather have, you know, feminism or cancer, like your child or something like that? I mean, it's it's so outrageous. You can't help but like probably chuckle a little bit and be like, what the and and the same thing we're talking about, like when you hear these headlines, I'm absolutely if I've never heard of Breitbart, I'm going to go to Breitbart and I'm going to check out their articles and be like. Who's writing this? Well, that's stuff? C- that's because yeah, you're racist. Yeah. Just ask Hillary. Let's find out. Oh, true, true. Breitbart embraces ideas on the extremist fringe of the conservative right. This is not conservatism as we have known it. This is not republicanism as we have known it. These are racist ideas, race baiting ideas, anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, anti-women, all key tenants making up. The emerging racist ideology known as the alt right. Dun dun. Oh. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. I gotta play it again. Listen close. Women, all key tenants making up. After she says the the alt right. Emerging racist ideology known as the alt right. Now, (laughs) Pepe. Whoever that guy is, come on the show anytime. We'd love to have you. Always. Like to hear the story. Um, okay, so this to me, the only thing I have to say about this is this is the classic example. Can't die, can't uh, separate people and ideas. It's anti-woman. It's anti-Mexican. Uh, it's anti-Muslim. I'm sorry. Criticizing feminism is not anti-woman. It's criticizing an idea. Feminism and women are not the same thing. It's not racist to criticize Black Lives Matter. Black people and Black Lives Matter are not the same thing. You can attach your ideology to a, a group of people, but that doesn't mean they're the same. And you can criticize any of those ideologies. And when we shut down speech with these accusations of bigotry, it helps nobody. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I, I just, I don't know, I guess it's pretty sad that this in this day and age, I mean, that there's people that kind of feed in this, this type of rhetoric. And they I mean, I guess it's been going on even back in the day when I was really uh, into politics, just seeing like people that were genuine about their, you know, their their feelings, you know, trying to actually help people out. And they're like, oh, you're talking about the black community. You must be a racist. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? I mean, like, I remember even when uh, Ron Paul bursted onto the scene, like, say, eight or so years ago, when he was just like, seemed like genuinely concerned about helping people. Like, he wanted to, like, you know, bring up some type of issues. And they try to paint him as a racist as well. And I'm like, it's because he's, you know, he's white. You know, let's let's do it. It's in it. It, it worked a lot, too. You're racist on account of your race. That's one of my favorite concepts. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. I mean, you've heard about that stuff. Uh, like, and uh, you're you're inherently racist if you're white and oh, you need yeah. to unlearn your racism. Like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's that's how far we've come, ladies and gentlemen. So. That preschool is teaching it to little kids. In oh, yeah. It was private, at least, though. Oh, um, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, at least. The white babies. I mean, people hate public schools anyway, but at least it wasn't in public school. People want to pay for their kids to have that crap. I guess go for it. Yeah, I guess so. I learned a lot of garbage in public school. I don't know if it really matters. (laughs) Just homeschool your kid and hope they don't turn out. No, they. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you put that caveat on there. Sorry, homeschool listeners. Most you're probably weird. 
There are, <laughs> there, I do have a friend who's an exception. I know you're out there, but you're probably weird if you were homeschooled. Okay. Alt-right is short for alternative right. The Wall Street Journal describes it as a loose but organized movement, mostly online, that rejects mainstream... Mostly on something called the Internet. Promotes nationalism and views immigration and multiculturalism as threats to white identity. No, m more accurately, threats to security and safety, I think. Yeah. But, but let's not get lost so on that detail. So the de facto merger between Breitbart and the Trump campaign represents a landmark achievement for this group. And the grand godfather of this global brand of extreme nationalism is Russian President Vladimir what? Putin. What? And in dun, fact, just what Barrage the fuck? regularly appears on Russian propaganda programs. Now he's standing on the same stage as the Republican nominee. Trump himself... So she's trying to paint, I cut it a little bit, she's trying to paint like a triumvirate of evil between Nigel Farage, the Brexit guy, and Putin and Trump, all of whom are part of this like new world order. I anyway. found this confounding that, that she even tried to make this connection. It seems so far-fetched to me. I hate to sound like Alex Jones, but you know. She did shout she Alex trying... Jones. I cut that out. Yeah, I know. Why is she bringing Putin into it? Why? I don't know. I honestly have no idea what she's talking about. She, she says, they both think Putin has like good ideas and praise him. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is, it, is it possible that a bad guy has some good ideas? Or no. I, I don't know. I guess, yeah. It's all or nothing. There's no gray in this world. Yep, never. <sighs> Keeps praise on Putin and embraces pro-Russian policies. The names may have changed. Oh, God forbid. Racists now call themselves racialists. White supremacists now call themselves white nationalists. The paranoid fringe now calls itself alt-right. <sighs> but the hate... The paranoid... Okay, I just want to hit on this really quick. The paranoid fringe, yet Breitbart is the enabler of this, and Breitbart is pulling 76 million visits a month as of July. Real fringe so the, right the there. The paranoid fringe... Yeah, like th that's potentially if they're all unique, which they're not. They're not unique visits, but if they were, that's almost a third of the country. You know, yeah, let's why say is so she alienating a voting block that she should be courting? This makes no sense to me. This seems like such a dumb move. You look at the rise. We were talking about this last week. You look at the rise in their influence, and her answer is, "Well, they're crazy." No, the answer is they're probably onto something. Yeah, they're, they're probably doing something right. I mean, unless you grant the idea that everyone is racist and crazy except for you and your supporters which hate to break it to you that's a crazy idea that's a tinfoil idea to think oh, yeah. well everyone around me everyone around me except me is crazy everyone's lining up against me but <laughs> they're all crazy and i'm the sane one even though my <laughs> numbers are shrinking and theirs are rising all i know is um after that speech and everything somebody got fired i mean that's pretty that should be probably pretty obvious that because this did not, I don't think, I can't imagine this went well in any way, shape, or form. You, you want to know the the funny part? I don't have the screenshot, but on Hillary's channel, comments disabled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I pulled really? this off Hillary's channel. It has something like 3,500 dislikes to like 2,000 likes when I looked at it earlier. Comments disabled in full-on feminist form, just like you'd expect. Of course. I mean, yeah. it never fails. Okay, Hillary, let's round it out here. We got to get through this. just as bright. And now Trump is trying to rebrand himself as well. But don't be fooled. There's an old Mexican proverb that says, tell me with whom you walk, and I will tell you who you are. Yeah, the old Mexican problems, uh, proverb is wrong. It's wrong. Oh, is because it? Because it's guilt. Well, no, it's, I mean, I think it's a wrong concept. Guilt oh, by gosh. association. Show me with whom you walk, and I'll show you who you are. No, sorry, you won't. Just like Daryl Lamont Jenkins in Cleveland, I'll be interviewing people and you don't know the context of that interview. So you don't know the context of why a person is walking with a person. You don't know the context of why a person is associating with a person. Guilt no. by association is bullshit. Especially in a network of ideas. Especially yeah. there. That's insane. That's an insane concept. Like that we have to adopt each other's mentalities because we associate with one another. What's so fucking stupid? <sighs> anyway. Seems like she's just appealing to... Uh... You know, her, the, like what we call the regressive liberals, and that's pretty much it. 
Like, I can't imagine nobody else, like, who else adopts this type of mindset, you know? Can't talk to someone I don't have perfect ideological agreement with because, you know, if you show me who you walk with, I'll show you who you are. And that guy once tweeted out a tweet from a white supremacist origin that the guy made, like, three years ago. This is nonsense i mean how exhausting it is to live your life like vetting everything all the time like this hold individuals accountable individuals accountable for their words and their actions that simple cut and dry you know it's complicated more than that that's actually very interesting uh because um i don't know if you've talked about this recently on the podcast but about that whole uh uh, atheism is unstoppable uh the guy Devin tracy about the, doxing yeah we i mean i haven't talked we haven't really talked about it i'm not familiar with the controversy but i've seen everything can someone brief me on this i i don't even know i would need a briefing too but i don't respectfully i don't know that we have time in the show yeah i don't think so either derailed, so, yeah, that's but fine. yeah let's, yeah, yeah. let's cle- let's uh get through hillary here we know there's not much more i want to say she goes off on this olympics bit i just want to get through this really quick i was i was so proud i always get carried away every time the olympics are on and you look at the diversity of our athletes. Ibtihaj Muhammad, an African-American Muslim from New Jersey, won the bronze medal in fencing. No, she didn't. The team got bronze. She was quickly eliminated in individual competition, just a clarification. <laughs> I mean, she did get a bronze, but it was Would a team bronze. Would she even have a place in fencing. Donald Trump's Who cares? America? And I'll tell you, when I was growing up in so many parts of our country, Simone Manuel, and Katie Ledecky would not have been allowed to swim in the same public pool. And now together on our swimming team, they're winning Olympic medals as- Is is the implication that Trump and the alt-right oppose that, that anyone's saying like, we need to segregate the Olympic teams. I mean, what, what is this? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I think that's what she's insinuating. She's trying to, you know, plant that in your head that yeah, this is great. And clearly, since Trump's a racist and this and that and the worst thing, and literally Hitler, you know, he would he would he would gas them, you know, like some, you know, she's just she's implying it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really all she had to say. So, uh, I mean, we 50 minutes into the show is all it took us to get through uh-huh. Hillary's all right highlights. But I've said my piece. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on it? I don't know. I mean. I actually am encouraged by this speech because the fact that she addressed it mean that this is this is a real viable threat um, to the Democrats. So I'm reassured. I'm happy that she brought this to light. I think that now we're going to get a lot more traction. I think all of our channels are going to get some more subs. Thanks, Hillary. (laughs) That's all I got. Absolutely. I'm I'm actually like more dank memes. Um, Yeah. Like you said, (laughs) more traffic. Um, yeah. And that, that's 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 crazy. I never in a million years thought and I bet my old feels the same way. I never in a million years thought that like his headlines, you know, something that he's written would be coming out of Hillary Clinton's mouth. Like, oh, you would I know. Think that they'd be, right. Yeah. I bet Milo's jizz in his this. pants about this. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah. I can't totally. imagine. I, I lied. I have I do have one more bit of information on this that I want to share, which um, I want to put it up because. I have a tinfoil response to this, and I apologize. I can't show you the image, uh, Derek, but Hillary, there's clearly, I was going through this. There's clearly a frame in here, 1551, of Hillary giving a Heil Hitler. Uh, this this is clearly a subtle nod to her white supremacist ties, you know, Robert Byrd and the rest of them. I don't know why this story hasn't broken out yet, but there's a Heil Hitler, 1551 in the speech. I imagine when this is exposed, Hillary will be taking down the video, but I just want you guys to see the screenshot that I grabbed before it's deleted from the internet, because... This is a real issue, just like the rest of Hillary's. Anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to play for you guys was Trump's response. And I'd just be curious what, what you think of the strategy of this. Here's, here's what Trump's been doing this week. Hillary Clinton is a who sees people of color. Oh, it didn't play. Hold on. It's playing for me. It, it like skipped out. Hillary Clinton is a bigot who sees people of color. Only as votes, not as human beings worthy of a better future. She's going to do nothing for African Americans. She's going to do nothing for the Hispanics. She doesn't care what her policies have done to your communities. Okay. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of that? I mean, what do you make of the 
accusation. What do you make of the strategy? I'm kind of curious. I about think it's an excellent strategy because hi he's just highlighting the bigotry of low expectations, but in his own Trump direct way. And he's totally right. She's not going to do shit for the black community or the Mexican community. And she doesn't care about any of these people. She only cares about herself. They are votes to her. I think he's right on the money. I think this is a great strategy. Go Trump. Make America great. I, I agree that she's apath. I, I, I could agree with the accusation that I don't buy. I mean, who buys her as genuine in anything? So I could get on board with the idea that she's yeah. apathetic about these yeah. issues. Apathy and bigotry are not the same thing to me, though. The idea that she actively hates them. I'm skeptical of that one, but in response to her accusation, I get it. that they're incapable of taking care of their own community, as most most Democrats do. And I think Mm. that that's really racist, being like, oh, you don't know what you need for your own fucking community. You don't know what you have to do to take care of your own community. We have to help you because you can't do shit yourself. You're too incompetent. Isn't that the most racist of all of these mentalities? I think that's fair. It is. And unfortunately, like it, 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 it takes people to actually people need to say that because it's not being said. And so, like, if people need to realize that, like, yeah, like, hey, hey, black community, you're being coddled, you know, you're, you're, they're, they're trying to, you know, baby you and pamper you and stuff like that and say, hey, you can't, you can't do things on your own and stuff. And, like, at least, like, I like what he's saying. And because there is, uh, I guess, a hint of, like, maybe even if it's unintentional, it kind of seems kind of like there's some bigotry involved in and what, you know, the Democratic Party has been doing. And um, so it's not, I wouldn't say it's completely wrong to say. I was kind of losing you for a second. Now it seems like you're just on a satellite from, uh, I don't know, Afghanistan oh, or something. Um, and, oh, wait, now um, you're coming back. Maybe. We only got a little bit longer, so hopefully we can hold out. I think maybe your connections. I, how am I now? How am I now? Ooh, oh, yeah, right. now you're good. It's Not too bad. Clear. Okay, it's we're running sad. out of time. So we got. We normally run for an hour. If you guys really want to do humongous, I'll do that too. Or here, let me put it this way. Do you want to talk Kaepernick or do you want to talk humongous? I think Kaepernick's a little more interesting, but... This is a democracy. I mean, humongous is a Seattle story. So let's leave it up to, to some guy. We can do both, too. I'll do both if you guys want to run through both quickly. But we'll probably run a little bit over if we do. I think we got to do humongous first just because it's uh, it's delicious. Okay. It's, uh, it is delicious. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you know the full context of this? I could read it out. But Blonde, you're the Seattle correspondent. Um, I actually here. don't know what event it was that this happened at, but some feminist reporter asked some guy what his name was or something like that. And she was like itching to yell at this guy from afar. And then he goes, my name's humongous. And then she's like, you sexually harassed me. Maybe, maybe. Well, so they're, they're trying to build a new police station in Seattle. Ah, that's right? what it is. It's, yeah. So there, and this guy's being interviewed and he supports it. I think cause his son like died of a heroin overdose or he, he is in favor of this yeah, increased yeah. police presence. And there's some like, I don't know if she's like a Black Lives Matter person or why she opposes police stations being built, but she does. And so she approaches him, I think, out of like spite that he's being interviewed on TV and they're not or something. I might be misspeaking it. Let's just I mean, it's just a weird Internet gem. So let's just let's just pull it up. So right now, um, the news is interviewing uh, a person whose daughter um, was a heroin addict, I think, is what he said in his public comment. And he's pro-bunker. He's pro-cops. The bunker is the police the station, the new one. And there are like a million people who have spoken about how they've been uh, abused by the cops, but they're not being they're not being spoken to. Only the person who's pro-bunker, who's also a person of color. So they got their token, and that's the one that they're using. And then she gets pissed and like walks up and kind of get, approaches him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want my name? Yeah, sure. It's humongous. Okay. <laughs> humongous what? Humongous what? Humongous. Humongous what? Humongous. Humongous what? Humongous. Humongous what? That's what it is. Humongous what? Is that sexual harassment? No, it's humongous. Then why did you say that to me? That's my name. What? Humongous what? Humongous what? Humongous what? Is that sexual harassment? Is that what you just did when you said that to me? What? Humongous? Why would you say that to me? Yes, but my name. Why would you say that? And it only just escalates. Why would you say that to me? Why would you ask me my name? What? Humongous what? Humongous what? Humongous what? Humongous what? 
This person just sexually just just spoke to me in a sexually harassing oh, way. Uh oh. Yeah, he did. Oh. He said, he said, "Do you know what my name is?" And I, I said, said "What?" And he said, "Humongous." What? Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. What? This person just sexually harassed oh, me. No. Yes. He yeah, said that. Right. And then the, the police get involved, right? You token. You have the audacity. Oh, you have the audacity to say that girls matter. How dare you? How dare you? You disgusting person. Disgusting. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Are you gonna do anything about how he sexually harassed me? Are you gonna do anything about how he sexually harassed me? Are you going to? I need to go. He's asking me to leave after I've been sexually harassed. Okay, that's the gist. Without uh... this is Seattle, by the way. This yeah, I was gonna say you need to leave. Yeah. Um, but know. I'd also like to take this moment to point out that I think that as far as Western women who are just largely ruined by feminism, British women have really been hit hard. They seem like maybe even fatter and more worthless and more feminist than American women. I'm serious. Like. <laughs> I don't know. And they weren't that good looking to begin with the teeth and then it's the whole I don't whole know. Thing. I find a good British accent to be pretty attractive. Same with Australian accents. I mean, it's like posh. You... It's posh. Yeah, for sure. Australian women also ruined by feminism, by the way. Don't, not our friend Sugar Tits. Of not course the, not Sugar not the, Tits. Not the one who did our artwork. Shout not out to all Australians. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag not all. Yeah. What you got to say about Humongous, Derek? I just want to say that I absolutely uh, love that like dad joke, you know, that's it's so, it's like one of the corniest things ever. Like and I feel so bad for him because like it's I mean, like if he had the intention on like, you know, that's what you kept saying, humongous what? Like, I'm pretty sure he just means humongous, and then that's the end of it. Like he's yeah. some fat dude and then that's it. And it's like yeah. it's just like, wow. Ooh. It's so, I mean, it, it's crazy that, like, uh oh, like, you never see this. You're back to tin can from Afghanistan mode. I think, hello, yeah, you're 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 dipping out a little bit, so just sit tight and hopefully it'll clear up. Okay, you guys, you, you guys. you're like a mosaic of like 10 pixels right now. All right, yeah, got yeah. a couple minutes left. Can we just run through Kaepernick really quick? Because I just, yeah, I yeah. want to talk about it, and it's a short story. Let me play that so you get the context. Colin Kaepernick, if you're unfamiliar, quarterbacks, uh, maybe not the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers because he's bad at football, but uh, that's what he's doing right now. Preseason, they played the Packers, and this happened. Let me cue that up. Prior Some... to the game, Kaepernick refusing to stand for the national anthem in protest. Kaepernick telling our Steve Weish that he was taking the stance because of recent wrongdoings to African Americans and minorities. Kaepernick also telling Weish in an exclusive interview after the game, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. This coming down from the 49ers. The national anthem is and always will be a special part of our pregame ceremony. It's an opportunity to honor our country and reflect on the great liberties we are afforded as its citizens. And respecting such American principles as freedom of religion and freedom of expression, we recognize the right of an individual to choose and participate or not in our celebration of the national anthem. Okay, and then the reporter just offers some additional insight here that I think is is pretty key. Steve Weish is the one who broke this story and has more now. He said that he's been thinking about trying to do something for a while now. Over the past few months, his thinking towards the Black Lives Matter movement and to civil rights has, has kind of taken a more, according to him, pro-black approach. I mean, Nice to know he was anti-black before. Congrats to Colin Kaepernick for becoming more pro-black. This is remember Colin well, Kaepernick is biracial. He was on, adopted, sorry. raised by a white family, but he said he's just seen some things that have really struck a nerve with him, and he wanted to find a way to make a point. He said he wanted to become more educated about the issues, and this, as controversial as it is, is the way he felt he needed to take a stand. Okay, take the floor. Wait, is this guy <laughs> black or not? He, he's Kaepernick. half black. And he, but he was, his dad has been out of the picture for his entire life. His mom gave him up for adoption. He was adopted by two white parents, ascended all the way up to become uh, a millionaire. He played in the, he played in the Super Bowl a few years back. He makes $19 million a year to his credit. I do, I do want to be fair 
because I want to rip him and probably rightfully so. But I, uh, I also want to acknowledge, okay, that he has a clean criminal record and he does plenty of charitable activity. So he, he, well, I mean, he's obviously an oppressed black man. I mean, he's living in the streets and you know, there's nobody there for him. And Uh, you say he makes 19 million dollars a year i would be curious to know under what flag could someone in his circumstance what other flag could someone under his circumstance ascend to the heights that he has name real raisin name one he just i mean he just doesn't get it and you know what i think it is i I think it's just like uh with jesse williams and you know with him and the whole bet awards thing i think since he's like half it just makes him like have to like he's probably been struggling with his blackness for a very long time a lot of people in the black community would probably even tease him and he's he needs to try extra hard to like be in and be good with the black community to where he, he needs to get he needs to do something extreme like this because we're all oppressed and stuff like you know like say um i've never really experienced anything like that but say usually there'd be the sometimes the light-skinned black people would uh be um wouldn't fit in with the with the typical black community and then the super dark-skinned ones and usually they feel more like they have to try harder to be black or something like that. Like, say if I was, I, I say if I probably grew up in the hood, you know, um, or say if I moved over there from like an earlier age, like say I was like five and I moved over there, I'd probably be trying much harder to fit in with these people. And I feel almost like that, that's what he's trying to do, where he's like, okay, yeah, right. I got all this money now. I'm going to sit down. I got to do something. I got to raise awareness. I'm like, what, what are you doing, man? You're fine. I mean, you're, you should be like an example that you're, you know, like, Hey, look at me. I'm, yeah. I'm black. I'm yeah. thriving. And I achieved I, this. Yeah. I, I always take major issue with people protesting the flag itself or symbols of the system itself, because I mean, if, if, there's nothing more patriotic than protesting issues within our society, within our system. But the reality is the flag represents the best, the tested objectively best system through which we solve those problems. So that flag represents your ability to speak out about it without getting your head cut off. That flag yeah, represents really. your ability to go on whatever public platform you want and persuade people if your ideas are better than theirs. That flag no longer represents oppression of colored people. By the way, we had an amendment to do away with that. 150 50 years ago. Sorry, it sucked back then, but we got it right. Why? Because the system that flag symbolizes is the best system and it corrected the flaws that we have in our society. But no, it's set up. uh, Show me in the constitution or in law or in anything that we've designed publicly that sets up black people for oppression. Show me. Especially not in sports, which is a true meritocracy. Do you guys really want to adjust for, you know, like proportionately in the population as far as sports are concerned? All of our teams will suck, every single one of them. Well, you know the NFL is anti-Asia. I mean, there's no Asian, almost no Asians in the no NFL. No Jews either. They're no anti-Semitic. Yeah, clearly. Clearly, they hate, they're anti-Asian, they're anti-Jewish. You heard it here first. We exposed it, and we'll show you the data. It's there. <laughs> uh, uh, th- that's the thing. It's, it's like you said, There's what is more a um, true meritocracy, an ultra-competitive environment in than sports. the NFL? Yeah. I mean, you need to be the best of the best on a year by year basis or you're out. And the real, and, and as a result of that competitive system, guess what? Majority black in the NFL. I'm just kind of like, I have no yeah. chance to compete in the NFL. Do I blame my race? No, I do not. I am not you that should. good of an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, to, to me, it's just obvious that, you know, Kaepernick watched a couple of videos and had some uh, compilations of police shooting some black people. And then that's pretty much all it took because I mean, just with what he said, I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, where was this before? I mean, you didn't, where was, I mean, so obviously, yeah, the internet just got to him. Black lives matter got to him. And <sighs> I like, looked into ha- it and I became more pro black. Yeah. <laughs> what, what in God's name? Are the people who don't agree with you are anti black. What are you talking about? Again, yeah, black really. lives matter and black people are the same thing. Apparently, that's, that's what they think. I mean, and they think that there's systemic racism. Like it is in the system. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's he somehow needs to write a book on how to school the system on all the loopholes in the system. Then, because damn, is he good at getting around the system? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for them to get me. I'm waiting for it. You know. I'm just like, when, when is my turn? You know. Just let's get They're it coming. over with. I know, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, really quick, I swear, we'll round it out because we're already over time. I just wanted to share this tweet. There's not m- that much to discuss, but rounding back to Hillary Clinton here. Um, 
this week was uh, women's um, equal black women's equal pay day. And Hillary Clinton's social media manager tweets this out. Today is hashtag black women's equal pay day or equal pay. And the fact that I only make 60% of what white men earn for the same work is so whack, says Hillary Clinton's social media manager. One, not true. Uh, that's all jobs together. Not the same work. Not true. But two, your boss is Hillary. Oh, Go talk God. to her. Oh, God. Go get it corrected. My God. Like, how did that tweet stay? I might be deleted by now. But you're saying um, Hillary is sexist and racist. She probably knew that before she tweeted that. She's like, well, no one's going to fire me. So. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. Because I was thinking, I was like, how would you? Is that zero self-awareness? But yeah, like, maybe I'm not going to get fired. Maybe this is going to actually give me a raise, even though I'm sure she's making great money. And they always, you know, yeah, it's not about the way, yeah. just earnings. It's earnings. We all know that. We know that. We keep saying it. But yeah, um, yeah. well, I guess not. We don't all know that because people somehow uh, it persists. Maybe she <laughs> wants credit the black community too. She actually is just like a light skinned black chick. She probably went to Cornell. I don't. Uh, I don't get it. She actually believes she personally makes sixty percent of what people doing the exact same job white guys in other settings are doing. Who would you you blame society in this like nebulous patriarchal scheme when the the conclusion of your claim is your boss is screwing you? Go talk to her, you moron. Yeah. My God. Me, and it's illegal, by the way. Illegal. Can't exactly. It. Exactly. Let me tell you something <laughs> real quick. When I was uh, when I was 16, I was working for a, uh, a grocery store and uh, my boss was like a womanizer. He was sexist. You know, well, he was sexist. And um, he <laughs> uh, gave all the girls raises. You know, they got all the raises. They they were getting paid a lot more than the guys because he wanted to, you know, look, look good to them. He wanted to be like, hey, I'll take care of you. And so all the guys were like, okay, this is bullshit, you know. So we got his ass fired. We went to the director. I'm like, hey, we're not getting our raises. This guy is screwing us over. He got fired. And it was awkward because I saw him after he got fired at the movies. And I was like, oh, what's up, dude? So you're telling me <laughs> instead of protesting the flag, you used, you utilized the mechanism in the system the flag represents and achieved the, the just correct outcome. Because our society is set up to achieve that. Wow. Absolutely. You I mean, did who it all wrong. Right? You Take were supposed to be calling. like, this is racist and this is sexist and I quit. And then file a lawsuit. Uh, too bad Twitter didn't exist back then. I mean, I had MySpace, yeah. but I mean, yeah. You know, those just, were the days. I guess those were the days. I miss MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're thanks for going uh, almost 10 extra minutes with us. I covered what I want to cover. So I'm comfortable. But uh, the floor is your is uh, for you guys if you want to discuss anything else. Nope, I'm good. I'm nope. good too. Especially, uh, I don't. You know, my internet's probably just going to get worse. <laughs> it's it's improved now. So now we have you on a true 21st century connection. I think, although now it's like two frames a second. No, wait there. See, Sorry. see. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, big thanks to our wonderful guest, Derek, uh, some black guy. You can follow him on Twitter. That is what? It's uh, at some underscore black guy, right? Yes. Uh, always with the underscores. Me too. I had some black guy was taken, and of course the person that took it is not even using it, you know? Right. Always happens. Well, well, find his YouTube channel there, uh, and it's linked down in the description too. He's making YouTube great again, so keep it up, man. Uh, and thanks as well to our live viewers and live chatters, always keeping us honest uh, with the shit posting as we try to maintain sincerity. If you're listening on YouTube or in an audio platform. Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's more audio material on our audio platform, so check those out. And you can email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It is not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>